Welcome to Fraser 365. I'm Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm excited for you to be joining us on the study of the book of Colossians. May the Lord bless and challenge you as we seek to know the Master so that we can live His mission. This is Day 15 of Your New Life. Today's title is The Ministry of Reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, Come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Our text today comes from Colossians 1, verses 21 through 23. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. On April 15, 1912, the White Star Liner Titanic raised her stern high above the frigid waters of the North Atlantic and began a slow, seemingly calibrated descent as her lighted portholes and towering stern slid silently toward the ocean floor. That famous night saw the extremes of human behavior, from abysmal cowardice to the terrible beauties of sacrifice and love. But with the Titanic gone, and her lifeboat spread upon the icy waters among the crying, drowning swimmers, this story was almost totally devoted to self-serving cowards. Of the 1,600 people who were not able to get into the lifeboats, only 13 were picked up by the 18 half-empty boats that hovered nearby. In boat number five, when third officer Pittman heard the anguish cries, he turned the boat around and shouted, Now men, we will pull towards the wreck. But the passengers protested, Why should we lose all our lives in a useless attempt to save others from the ship? Pittman gave in, and for the next hour, number five, with 40 people on board and a capacity of 65, heaved gently on the calm Atlantic, while the 40 listened to the fading cries of swimmers some 300 yards away. The story was much the same on the other boats. In number two, fourth officer Boxhall asked the ladies, shall we go back? They said no. So boat number two, about 60% full, likewise, drifted, while her people callously listened. On boat number six, the situation was reversed, as the women begged Quartermaster Hitchens to return. But he refused, afraid of the drowning people overturning his boat. 
the women pleaded as the cries grew fewer. Of the 18 boats, only one boat, number 14, returned to help. And this was an hour after the Titanic sinking, when the thrashing crowd had thinned out. To me, the personal drama of the sinking of the Titanic is a parable of a world gone wrong. Fallen humanity is adrift on the unfriendly sea, alienated, unable to help one another despite some cautious individual attempts. The wrongness of everything points to the fundamental problem of people's estrangement from each other and from creation by sin. It is a picture of a world desperately in need of reconciliation and the harmony and righteousness which that brings. We live in a world full of people drowning in the sea of sin. We have the good news of salvation. We must return the boats. We must live missional with the message and ministry of reconciliation. Paul says that we were all once alienated from God. Colossians 1.22 explains how God reconciled us to himself and presented us right before God. Paul realized that God had restored him from a persecutor of Christians to a preacher of the gospel. Paul then states in Colossians 1.23, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Paul saw himself clearly as one who Christ had reconciled. He also knew plainly that God had called him to the ministry of reconciliation. Here are some questions to consider. What has God restored and made right in your life? In what ways are you a minister of reconciliation? How is what God did in your life connected to the ministry he has called you to? Pray with me. Lord, show us how to steer our lifeboats toward those who need your rescuing power in their lives. Give us courage and strength so that we can do what you've called us to. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.